Well, well, hello there and welcome in as we get ready for the upcoming 2021-2022 college basketball season. We are all about it with a preview edition on BetUS of what you need to be looking at for features odds. I am merely the somewhat competent, somewhat capable host of the program, TJ Reeves. I am based in Florida. I have got some outstanding handicappers that will be showing me the way, like with a map and a flashlight, and they'll be helping you. That's the most important thing. Jeff Nadu is in the Philadelphia area. Jeff, good to be with you. Happy college basketball. It's about to be here. What a great time of the year it is, TJ, and I'm so happy that you're hosting you sound like it sounds like we should be on wheel of fortune or jeopardy you've got that you've got that that hosting ability you remind me of pat sajak i love it they uh yes by a vowel please they have brought <laughs> me here for something i've got 30 years in i can do a little of this somehow some way ian cameron is also here oh canada is where he is yet he is a huge basketball and college basketball guy he's here to handicap how are you my friend I appreciate the ode to my uh, country there, uh, TJ. Yeah. Very much appreciate that. But it's great to be with you guys. College basketball, one of my favorites. I've worked with Jeff, like, really on 100 shows. I'm not lying. That's not hyperbole. It's been close to something like 100 shows I've done with Jeff, many of them about college basketball. I'm excited for the brand-new season. Looking forward to it. This is good to know for me because have at least half of them been civilized or do, most of the time do we come with an elbow off the uh, top rope when you two no, go at it? or it's, it's okay? I'll say this. Uh, I've, I've met a lot of people. Actually, I, I've personally met Ian a couple of times, actually. Uh, one of the nicest, best people in the business. I always enjoy uh, chatting with him, being around him. Uh, really a kind guy, and he knows a lot about these sports and different sports. So yeah, he's a great guy. We you know, occasionally we'll, we'll, we'll throw an elbow or two, but... I respect him a lot, so I'm looking forward you gotta, to that. you got to clear some space every now and then if that's what uh, has to happen. All right, enough of the Physical mismatch, but I'll do my best, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes. Well, what you guys don't know because you can't see me is I am almost six foot four and a half. I can post up if need be, but we're all sitting down. It's not that important. Uh, okay, we're getting ready for the start of the season, and everybody wants to know what's going to happen this year. Let's get right into it here in our BetUS College Basketball Preview Edition. Who are the favorites for this year, uh, and the first thing, the first team that we're going to talk about is a team that made such a magical run a year ago from the first four in that compressed NCAA tournament. Uh, the UCLA Bruins out of the first four, all the way into the final four before losing that heartbreaking game on the half court shot to Gonzaga. Looky here, UCLA at ten to one, topping our favorites. We're going to talk about all four of those teams that you see right there. We begin first with the Bruins. First to you, Ian. They got everybody back a year ago, and the Bruins at ten to one. Tell me a little more about the team out in SoCal. Yeah, they uh, obviously an outstanding run, and Jalen Suggs breaks their heart, obviously, in the Final Four uh, in that defeat to uh, Gonzaga. But look, Mick Cronin, what he, what's, what he did is what we've seen with a lot of teams in recent years when they get into the NCAA tournament. Maybe they don't play their best, but they catch lightning in a bottle at the right time. The pieces fit. The chemistry gets there. They start playing really good defense. That's really where it started for the Bruins. I thought their defensive play as a team got better. Field goal percentage numbers were very good. You look at this year's team, of course, a lot of the key pieces are back. Johnny Juzang was such a huge component of that run they made. He played outstanding basketball back at both ends of the floor. Tiger Campbell back, uh, Cody Riley as well. Very impressed with the uh, the run they made last year, but 
you know, now we're talking about being able to ramp it up again from the beginning of the season. And it can't be lost on us, guys, that UCLA was kind of a mediocre up and down team at times last year. So you got to be able to show that you can put it together for a full season from November and onward. So in terms of this team being a bet on team uh, off the hop, I'm not so sure. When you look at it, too, a lot of things went their way. There were a lot of games they could have lost in that NCAA tournament last year as well. Close victories. You know, they barely beat, you know, teams like Alabama, Michigan State in that tournament. They're going to have to find a way, you know, to bring that same level of defense here. But look, with Tiger Campbell back, with Juzang back, they're versatile. They've got size down low. They did defend at a very high level down the stretch last year. It's going to be whether they can duplicate that from the beginning this year. I don't mind looking at them from a future standpoint. I didn't bet it. There are other teams that we'll talk about that I've got a better, uh, I guess, outlook for them coming into this season. But certainly UCLA atop the Pac-12. And to be honest with you, there's other teams I like in the Pac-12 besides UCLA. So personally for me, I don't think it's totally a clear-cut given that the UCLA Bruins are even going to emerge from their own conference and winning it. I sense a hard pass right away from Ian Cameron on UCLA. And they were down 10. They were down 10 in the second half of that first four game. Or else, Jeff Nadu, none of that magic happens in March that they went on. Are you in on them with all the guys back uh, here as a futures bet? Uh, or do you agree with Ian that the March magic doesn't necessarily translate into the next season? Yeah, I not only agree with him, I think this number's a joke. I, a 10 to 1, I, I need a lot more to get involved. You say, I look, did they go and do what they had to do? Yeah, they got the job done. It was lightning in a bottle. And that's what you need once you hit March and late March. Juzang, you know, played really like a Kemba Walker-esque type of player towards the end of the season. But Ian touched on something that I really want to talk about. This team was downright lucky. Like, they, they would have played the lottery every night and probably won every night after the games that they played. You look at the season numbers compared to the team's numbers those nights that they played them. I mean, every team shot horrifically, and they just got super good luck on their end. So, look, it's hard to replicate that stuff. That's why it's so hard to repeat. I will give them credit, though, and I will give Mick Cronin credit because no one ever seems to do it. This guy is one of the best coaches in the country. He never gets the credit. I don't think people understand how hard it is to take his brand of defense and that rugged blue-collar attitude and take it out to sunny California and get those surfing kids and the beach kids to, to kind of get behind that. That's a tough thing to do. It's sexy to shoot threes and not play any defense. Um, it's hard to get into that mindset, and he did it so quickly. It's impressive. They have Juzang. They've got a lot of great pieces, but I agree with Ian. Uh, on the West Coast particularly, I, I like teams a little bit more. I just think the number's a little overvalued for me. Very interesting on UCLA, of course. So one of the names, Jaquez, Jaime Jaquez, uh, he shot the lights out and and was a, a totally different player in that NCAA tournament, right. to your point, about what can you expect or not expect. Let's move along here on our preview. Uh, Jeff, uh, back to you. You love the Kentucky Wildcats, at least initially here, as a futures bet. Tell me more and why, please. Yeah, I, I think this team is a complete overhaul. I mean, it was important that they really had to fix particularly offensively, the issues that they had. You know, I noticed um, one of the publications down in Kentucky did this great look at their their possessions, each possession they had. And I found that for 20 seconds, they were just running around, really no plan. And then they realized, oh, wait, we've got to shoot the ball. And what that turned into is horrific two-point offense. And I mean, truly 
disgraceful and terrible. They're in the bottom 50 in two-point offense last year. So they go out and they really overhaul. They bring in, I think, this starting five, I think, can compete with anyone in the country. It's important that they got better at the rim. They were awful defensively and offensively at the rim. Having that big bruising kid that can catch the uh, basketball and finish, Oscar Shibway needed a renaissance. He needed a new team. He is the guy now at Kentucky. He wasn't the guy at West Virginia. He's the guy now at Kentucky. I think he flaps his wings and is one of the best bigs in the country. They also added uh, Kellen Grady, who I think is one of the best scorers in the country. He comes over from the machine that is Davidson. Bob McKillops, one of the offensive innovators of our time. And don't sleep on this guard play. Ty Ty Washington, a freshman, is a prototypical two. He is everything you want in a two. You slot him right alongside a guy that can hyperspeed it up in severe Wheeler from Tom Crean's offense down in Georgia. This team is deep. They have shooters. They have production. I think we see a total 180 with Kentucky. And who better to lead the ship than John Calipari, a guy that can really do it all with either really young players or a mix or a lot of older players. Good mix on this team. I like UK a lot. And, and you really wonder how much, not making excuses, but the pandemic year yep. and the preparation, and he's all, always got to overhaul with four or five pieces, and it just never came together. I mean, it's almost uh, Haley's Comet when Kentucky's not even in the NCAA tournament, as yeah. was the case, and Eight, a losing nine. season to boot. Eight and nine last year in conference, which, again, only played 17 conference games. But they were under 500 in conference, which is unheard of. Uh, this team will make the biggest, one of the biggest 360s we'll see. All right, another team that leads on the contenders here that Ian wants to talk about, Texas Longhorns. And immediately up front for the Horns, Chris Beard in as the first-year coach. Ian Cameron, give me more. Yeah, I believe Jeff picked Texas, but I'm happy to talk about Texas. They are a team that, uh, look, Chris Beard is one of my favorite coaches in college basketball, just because you saw the incredible job he did, Texas Tech. And I want coaches that are going to preach to their team, play some defense, please, because when March comes around, that's going to be an important component to winning basketball games. These teams that can't go up and down the floor, think they can outscore everybody and not play defense, Iowa. And that uh, sad program over in recent years comes to mind. Um, you know, I like teams like this. They're going to play some defense. Chris Beard's going to demand that uh, from his team. You look at what he brings back. Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, two very key contributors to that Texas squad from last year. And again, we're going to talk about a bunch of teams. Jeff just hit on it with Kentucky. And I give him Calipari credit for saying, you know what? Maybe I got to th uh, tweak my thinking for a change, not just go out and try to grab five five-star freshman and think I can make a great team, the transfer portal is becoming a big-time uh, way to make your team, build your team as a blue blood. The bigger programs are going this route, and there are a bunch of teams that we're seeing that right now. Kentucky's one, Texas is another. Look at what Chris Beard's done here in the transfer portal. Marcus Carr from Minnesota. Uh, Disu out of Vanderbilt, Trey Mitchell from UMass, Christian Bishop, one of my favorite, most underrated players last year with Creighton. What a player he was for them, bringing in all of these key guys in the transfer portal for this Texas team, giving them some more offensive versatility, giving them some more offensive depth to go with the rebounding, to go with the size, to go with the defense you've come to expect from a Chris Beard basketball team. There's a lot to like here for Texas. I'm actually higher on Jeff's uh, thought with Texas than Kentucky. The one, because look, Kentucky's a team that they've improved Frederick and uh, Grady. They've improved the shooting. It's whether the pieces fit. Texas, I think the pieces will fit. And Chris Beard's one of my favorite coaches. So absolutely, I would buy 
a future on Texas. I mean, how about right Ian picked right up with Jeff's like of Texas? I know you're going to say a lot of the same things just real quick. And, and Beard brings that intensity. And he did a masterful job at Texas Tech of bringing in some transfer players. And they got all the way to the national championship game. I don't know, Jeff, if you believe that that is that possible uh, for this Texas team 2022 NCAA tournament. But he clearly demonstrated he could do that before. Give me a little more on the on the horns. Yeah. This, this is the best team in the country, in my opinion. I, I'm going to continue to stamp that. I think Chris Beard is the best coach in the country. Uh, I've never been more respectful of a coach than him. I think his culture, his attitude, there is nobody better, uh, really outside of maybe few, Jay Wright, uh, Tony Bennett. I'm just terrific. And it's rare. And, and this is – I've mauled thousands of, of rosters over the years. I'm not sure I've ever seen a roster – where every single player on the roster could come in and contribute and give you something. Usually you have two or three guys that are like never going to play and they're like basically managers. This team has every player can contribute. Like their seventh best player, eighth best player is Devin Askew, who was a top recruit at Kentucky. Like this team is stacked. Marcus Carr was the top and coveted transfer piece. I believe that if the NIL doesn't get passed, he probably goes overseas to play. Uh, I think that saved uh, Marcus Carr staying uh, here. Trey Mitchell, in my opinion, was the uh, outside of, I think, probably until Coburn pulled his name, the best big. Trey Mitchell could have went to the NBA. It's that simple. This is an elite big. Um, I just love everything they do. It's going to be all about defense, though, with Beard. If you don't play defense, keep in mind, Rodney Terry is the biggest assistant they have. He's huge on defense as well. This team, from a roster, coaching standpoint, every uh, level of Texas is elite. And the fact that you got Beard to leave Lubbock to go to Austin is even crazier. I not only will be on this team, I'm actually going down to Austin to watch this team play live. I can't wait. How about that? Uh, I love that. Uh, nice. Beard, an intense guy. I worked a Sunbelt Conference championship game that they won Little in the automatic bid when he was at Little Rock, where he broke his hand at the half, <laughs> smashing a blackboard over the lack of what? Defensive intensity, to Jeff's yes, point. Exactly he coached right. a second half with a splint on a broken hand. I want to throw um, one and, quick and, point, yeah. TJ and Jeff, and I want to, this is important because we are seeing a paradigm shift in college basketball. It used to be just recruit the freshmen, especially for the bigger programs five stars but now it's about free agency season in college basketball especially this year we saw it who can you get from the transfer portal who can you sign quote unquote as a free agent to improve your basketball team we really are seeing a change in philosophy that now it's we make our team better through the transfer portal we bring in proven production proven experience we don't necessarily bank on five-star freshmen anymore that we go out and recruit and we wonder if they're going to translate to the college level so it's amazing the changes we're kind of seeing in the college basketball landscape in terms of improving a team all right very good on that and already ian uh, has won the segment by picking up the baton when i teed up texas and it wasn't even his team your team that you really like out of all of this you've been waiting to launch on villanova such a heartbreak for them to lose colin gillespie to the knee injury right on the eve of the ncaa tournament last year why are you so high as one of the contenders on nova out of the big east yeah it's because of 
Jay Wright's a big part of it. I mean, we know how great of a coach is he is. Uh, we know that the day that Villanova found out that Colin Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels are coming back, you know, arguably the two most important, impactful players from last year, that was going to be uh, significant for them. Uh, and when you look at Villanova, just a team that was just gutted with injuries throughout the course of the year last year that really impacted their uh, performance. And the fact that they still managed in a year with so many injuries, Gillespie being out down the stretch of the year, that they still won the Big East. They still got to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. You got to believe health could be better on their side. You know, I like some of the additions they made. You know, with Villanova, you're going to get a solid defensive team. Defensively, actually, they kind of had a downturn last year. This actually could be one of Jay Wright's better offensive teams. So from a Villanova perspective in terms of their game totals, this could be an over team from game, uh, from a game totals perspective, in my opinion, for Villanova this year, because I really do think they're going to have a very good uh, offensive team uh, coming into this year. You look at it, you know, with uh, obviously Gillespie and Samuels back. The defense, I think, is going to be that part of the team that I think early in the season it could take them time to get that side of the that end of the basketball court to improve. But I think you're going to see that uh, over the uh, course of the season. That's usually what you get you know, from Jay Wright as teams that are going to improve on the defensive end of the floor uh, as the season goes along. I, I just like what I'm seeing. They've got a lot of their returning production, returning minutes. And when you look at returning starters, don't look at returning starters. What am I more focused on? And, and what I think is more critical, returning minutes. You know, were you playing? Were you making a difference for the team on the court? And, and you've got a bunch of guys that did that last year uh, for Villanova. So I thought the price was, of all the favorites, I thought there was some good value, a little bit of maybe devaluing Villanova in the betting markets from a future standpoint because of, you know, the disappointment of last year falling short. And again, the fact they had no Gillespie and they got to the Sweet 16 says a lot about what Jay Wright is capable of doing. And if he gets all his guys healthy for a full season this year, I think a Final Four run is in the cards for Villanova. And at this price, that's all I'm looking for. There you go. Had the privilege of being there for the magical shot by Chris Jenkins in NRG Stadium in Houston. And it was like an earthquake when that ball went in for the winning three-pointer to win the national title against North Carolina. And I love hitting this. You talk about Jay Wright's pedigree. You boys know this. The audience may not realize this. Other than Mike Krzyzewski, who's retiring at the end of this year, and Roy Williams just retired at the end of last year, they had multiple national championships. The only other coach active with two or more national titles is Jay Wright at Villanova. Tom Izzo won, John Calipari won, Jim Beheim won, Bill Self won. That's pretty impressive, Jeff Nadeau. And I know we're singing your song. You're in the greater Philadelphia area about Villanova. A quick thing on Villanova real quick. Yeah, I, if you know anything about me, I hate Villanova. Uh, <laughs> we do I, now. We do now know that. Go yeah, ahead. I will say I think all year we're going to have some contention here with this because I don't see it with Villanova. I'll just be honest. I don't think they have that NBA talent that they've had in years past that, you know, Josh Hart or, 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 or you know, look, I think if they retain Jeremiah Robinson Earl, then I could see it. But you have to remember, we have Gillespie coming off a pretty major injury. One thing that Jay Wright has not done well, and no one ever talks with this, I agree with you, he's a an elite coach. But one thing that he has failed miserably on is high-level recruits. Uh, Javon Quinterly didn't work out. Brian Antoine hasn't worked out. And what that's done is it's really hurt their depth. Um, I think they're a good team. Uh, I don't see them as, to me, a contender. I think they'll be really good. I think they'll be a top three seed. But do they have enough? I think it's going to be a need, need to be a truly magical year from someone like Gillespie, where 
and I think they're going to need like the Demir Cosby Roundtrees, Angelo Breezy's, the 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 the, uh, the Dixons, those guys. They're going to have to really have to step up in a big way because I wonder about how truly talented they are. I think they're good. I don't think they're great. I always love the back and forth, and here we've learned that Jeff is out on what Ian is in on with Villanova, and that's what it's all about here. On I could be really West. wrong though. Ian could, you, Ian could get me could on be this. Wrong. So. You could yeah. be wrong there. There is definitely, and right. there's defensive concerns. Like, yeah. projections have them entering the season 60th in defensive efficiency, which is actually very low for Villanova. But mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the top offensive teams with a healthy Gillespie. Uh, in the, that's kind of why I hinted as well when I broke down Villanova. Look for their totals to go over. I, I think you're going to see some higher scoring games with Villanova early because I think it's going to take time for the defense to just gel and come together and play at their best. All right, there's a look at the favorites for the upcoming college basketball season. 